Maybe I'm crazy, but if you snatch my chain, we're gonna have to fight. I don't wear a chain, but if you did, we gotta fight. We gotta throw hands. Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. Welcome to Maybe I'm Crazy Podcast. I'm Joy Taylor. Thanks so much for joining us this week. No guests this week, but I am gonna give you my top 10 reactions to week one of the NFL, which was... So first, let's start with the New York Jets. Ugh. Ugh. Le'Veon Bell's gonna be out for a couple weeks. What a disaster against the Bills. I mean, the Jets just can't get right. I don't know what else to say about them at this point. I think maybe they'll win six games. I feel bad for Sam Darnold and for Jets fans, having been a Jets fan one year out of my 33 years on this earth. I feel for you. It's a never-ending cycle of despair. I'm so sorry. Next, the Washington football team. Wow. Riverboat Ron gets an IV at halftime. They come out with the young man, Dwayne Haskins, playing well, beat the Eagles, shocked the world. I don't think this is anything to overreact to, but it's a great win. They're sitting up top of the NFC East right now as we speak, which is pretty incredible and unexpected. But overall, it was just an amazing performance by that Washington defense, sacking Carson Wentz eight times. Carson Wentz throwing two interceptions. Bad day, bad day for Carson Wentz. I think I might have been a little uh, wrong about the Eagles this year. Obviously, I don't want to react too much to week one, but man, bad loss for the Eagles. And shout out to Washington. Can't take anything away from them. That was an incredible win. Next, Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. So they have a ton of injuries now. Uh, Van Der Esch is out. They lost their tight end. And just a, a really lackluster performance to me from the Cowboys here in LA against the Rams and SoFi's opening. Look, the Rams are better than people give them credit for. Everyone's overreacting to them, not making it back to the Super Bowl and winning. But uh, I'm very high on the Cowboys as far as them. Well, I shouldn't say I'm very high on the Cowboys. I have them winning the NFC East. I don't want everyone to freak out. And yeah, that call could have gone either way. But man, uh, you got to do better than that, Mike McCarthy. It's just not what you want to see out of the Cowboys week one. Aaron Rodgers is still really, really good at football. He's pretty good. I might, have, I might have canceled the Packers a little bit too soon. Again, I don't want to be overreact to week one guy, but whew, I mean, that was some vintage Aaron Rodgers, everybody needs to relax type shit. And uh, I think the Vikings are still a good team. I don't love her cousins, of course I never have, but that was a great performance out of the Packers week one. I, I don't think that they're that good. I don't think that the Vikings are that bad, but Aaron Rodgers looks as good as ever, and Devontae Adams, and that offense was rolling. So if they keep that going, they're going to be a problem and probably make the playoffs and make my playoff prediction look really bad. I'm okay with it, though, because I love Aaron Rodgers. Joe Burrow. God, I love you, Joe. I knew he'd be great. Okay, he wasn't great, but I like that performance. Nice little run, 27 yards. Waiting for the, the block. He looks poised. He didn't look scared. He stayed in the pocket. His feet were good. What else can you ask for? He got his team down there at the end of the game, two-minute drill, to put them in a position to send them into overtime against a, a very good Chargers offense, even though they looked terrible in that game. You can't ask for anything more from a starting quarterback rookie in his first game in a pandemic. I thought he was great, considering the circumstances. What more can you ask for? He was getting harassed back there. I don't know what happened with their kicker, but that's a whole other story. He got bangled. Look, he's going to have to overcome a really dysfunctional situation in Cincinnati. They had the number one overall pick for a reason, but I think he looked great for the circumstances and situations that he had to deal with. Russell Wilson continues to be the most disrespected athlete in professional sports. I mean, just greatness. 
a, a, a practically perfect game, unbelievable performance, and uh, no one, no one's even really talking about it. Just like, oh, well, you know, that's what Russell Wilson does. He just goes out there and it's just great every single week. Russell Wilson was awesome, and we need to start paying attention to it. Like it's time. It's time we give Russell his flowers. It, it's time. Gardner Minshew. I see you, Minshew. I see you. I see you. Look, you got to give the Jaguars credit. All Colts fans could tell me is what a loser I was for not putting them in the playoffs this year. You got old man Phillip Rivers, old man Rivers out here throwing his vintage interceptions. Now look, you should never ask him to throw 46 times a game. It's it's ridiculous. You got to rely on the run a little bit more than that if you're the Colts. But Jags are supposed to be tanking this year and come out week one and get a very convincing win over a Colts team that's not a bad team, completely rebuilt offensive line, got good pieces, and they just paid Phillip Rivers a ton of money to come in there and uh, go all out this year. So I, I love what I saw from, from Minshew and the Jaguars. Now, I don't think this is anything to go crazy about. They're still the Jaguars. But great week one win. Awesome performance out of Gardner Minshew, who looks like he's a player. Like, he seems legit. He's, his numbers are trending in that direction. I think it's time we have to start talking about him as a legitimate quarterback. Oh, Mitch Trubisky. Fourth quarter Mitch. I am not overreacting to that performance out of Mitchell Trubisky in the fourth quarter. I'm just not going to do it. You're not going to get me with that. It's the Detroit Lions. Sorry, Donnie. L- love you guys, but uh, I got a lot of love for Detroit. But it's it's the Lions, okay? He's dropping it. DeAndre Swift in the end zone. Touched it. Winning touchdown. I mean, it's okay. It's a good performance out of Trubisky. Nice game. Still not the guy. Not convinced. Finally, Big Ben and my Steelers back at it on Monday Night Football. Get a great win over the Giants as they should have. Really, really weird performance out of the Giants. Daniel Jones had some moments, but you got to get Saquon more involved in that. Couldn't get anything going in the running game, and Saquon is great. They have a lot of things to still figure out with New York, but that was expected. You have a new head coach. You have a young quarterback. Those teams are going to struggle, as we discussed many times before the season started. But I did love what I saw out of the defense in Pittsburgh, dominant performance, forcing turnovers, getting Daniel Jones on the ground, stopping that run. And we were all looking to see what Big Ben was going to do. He looked like himself. Not particularly quick, but he was slinging it around. He looks healthy. He looks as spry as Big Ben can look. And they did what they're supposed to do, which is beat a bad team. So happy with Big Ben's performance. Glad he's back. Still have the Steelers making the wild card. They're not going to win the division over the Ravens, but uh, I feel good about them in week one. What up, Heller? What's up, Joy? <laughs> What's Poppington, Heller? Yeah, I had that one queued up, but then I wasted it on the on a bad take a second yeah, ago. So. I, I forgot to start recording. What am I doing and would it or quit it? What am I winning or quitting this week? We got a bunch of good stuff. Let's get into it. Uh, Cam Newton's first start in New England went really well. The Pats beat your Dolphins 21-11 in Foxborough. Superman had 15 completions, 15 rushes, but left his chain and maybe a hamstring on the field. Bill Belichick seems excited to have some new film to review uh, and can prove for at least one week he's still clearly that dude. Joy, Cam Newton and Bill Belichick have a mutually beneficial type relationship. Would it or quit it? Oh, would it? Would it? And they're both playing it just wonderfully. I love it. Uh, and I'm cool with it. Everyone had all these questions about if Cam Newton was going to be able to work in the system, myself included. Now, I knew that Cam still had greatness in him. I knew he was still a starting mm-hmm. quarterback. But no. to fit into a system like New England's, uh, that's, that's difficult for most people to do. In fact, Tom Brady got tired of that. That's why he's in 
he's in Tampa Bay he right did. now. So he did. 20 years later, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 20 years later. You know, it took him a little while, but he got there. <laughs> the point is that's a very difficult system to deal with. It's a very difficult culture to be in, especially if you're a star. Rob Gronkowski's talked about it, and he was pretty much able to do whatever it is he wanted, and he still talks about how it's, it's you know, you're not really allowed to be a star there. And they've been super flexible with him. It seems like he's the same, the same guy, you know, he's still celebrating. He's still, you know, doing his thing and, you know, everywhere he goes, he's still cam. He's still got the outfits. He's still got the the hats and the scarves and the shoes. Oh my. I think it's great. I think it's great that he is still being himself. while Actually translating it to the football field and new England is allowing him to play the way that Cam Newton plays, which is just bigger and stronger than everybody else on the field. Now, I don't know if he can maintain that for an entire season. They shouldn't. They're not going to. They're not going to make him do that every game. And I don't think we should overreact to them beating the Dolphins, but uh, I loved what I saw from Cam Newton this week. I thought it was great. And Bill Belichick, you know, talking with Cam after the game, you know, it was a little, little snatching of the chain action, which is just, unacceptable um mad mad disrespect although the dolphins have denied that that's what they were doing there was in fact a chain snatched and i'm a dolphins fan so let's just keep it real snatch his chain you snatch his chain you say you snatch his chain and that's that that's why i don't wear chains what uh no that's why yeah uh i (laughs) i don't really know what went on in that situation i did see the cam was super upset after the game and then i saw the video afterwards and was like yeah that's completely understandable so overall i like that that cam is is being himself he said he told coach belichick the college yep. park almost came out of me I, I like it they bill is proving that he can deal with a superstar and adapt his offense yeah. and his team to match yeah. with that superstar does great and cam newton is proving he can work within one of the most difficult systems and most structured cultures in the league, if not the most structured culture in the league. It's a mutually beneficial situation for both of them. I don't think it's a long-term situation. I don't think anybody thinks that. And that's fine. Cam's going to end up somewhere as a starting quarterback next year. Or maybe they'll extend him. Who knows? But either way, it's working. And I can't say I'm surprised because I called this, not necessarily the New England part, but the cam working part definitely called. And uh, oh, by the way, what happened to Jared Stidham? Wasn't it? Wasn't like? Wasn't who now? Who was Something about like. Is it Jared Garrett or Jared? Is it Jared? Garrett. Jared. Jared. Do you say Jared though? Is it Jared? Jared. This is the most run he's gotten actually in a few weeks now. Um, I'm I'm honestly impressed, Joy. Bill Belichick seems to really be taking to his uh, millennial workplace training that he's getting by working with Cam Newton. Like imagining what he is gonna respond to when Cam says he could feel the feel the college park coming out is a fun game for me in my mind. Like okay or all right. Like I don't know what he that was probably a new one for him at least uh, right. up close. But I mean he he's he's doing great. By the time the season's over, he's gonna have a TikTok Belichick. He's gonna. Uh, I mean Belichick's a new man. He's got commercials. Like I don't know who this guy is, but I think it's great. I think I think at first Brady was winning the divorce. And then Belichick was like, okay, nope. but see, see what I got going on here. And Listen. now, uh, and then it kind of looked like Brady was winning the divorce again. And then for week oh. one, Belichick has won the divorce. When, when the moment that Cam and Josh McDaniels fist bumped on the bench 
while Brady was looking sort of washed with the Bucks throwing it to nobody and the other team. I mean, that's got to be a nice moment for Bill. That's got to make it all all the uh, all the internet troubleshooting and other millennial things he's got to do by himself now <laughs> worth it. You know what I mean? He's probably going to come out with a new hat look. Yeah. This is exciting. This is exciting. But to, one one thing I wanted to ask you though, and and you alluded to it, was that Cam can't. They're not going to run it. Fi- fi- they're not going to run Cam 15 times every game. Like that's no. It's not sustainable. It doesn't make sense to do that anyway. I mean, I do think they are going to lean on Cam's running ability, and they're going to put in plays, plans, runs for Cam to keep the defense yeah. honest. And why wouldn't you? Like that's that's but, what Cam does. And he he looked like vintage Cam. But but for a, a whole season that doesn't that doesn't make sense. It's not sustainable. We've seen that because Cam's had a ton of injuries. So I, I do think that they are going to mix it up. And against a team like the Dolphins, you can do that. But you know, right. teams that have a, a tougher defensive line, that's not really gonna work as well. So I, I think they'll mix it up, but they are going to have they're gonna they're gonna use Cam in that way and have it as a part of your yeah. offense to keep the yeah. defense honest throughout the throughout the season. But like like Sony Michelle's got to get more carries than him. Yeah. Like we we just need a it was like fit like it was this many it was fifteen and that's too many. It needs to be like less than less than one less, this many. You know less than this many. Just right. a little less than this many. And I think this many for only those people watching just that many would be too many. Anything yeah, for, less than that many would be good. For for anyone who is uh, just listening, <laughs> they, we did fifteen and we want to keep it around like ten or less. Yeah, yeah or less. Yeah, or less. Um, okay. All right. Let's keep it uh, remedial and counting and in, with with a nursery rhyme. Uh, patty cake, patty cake, Baker's plan. Make the Browns lose as fast as he can. Throw it incomplete and mark it with an L. Baker has some more progressive ads to sell. Joy, <laughs> Baker Mayfield is one more losing season away from being a backup. Straight up. Win it or quit it. Oh, win it for sure. And I actually think they're already in a must-win situation this Thursday. They have to win this game Thursday because let's look at the division, right? So the Ravens just won, smoked them this week. Dominant. Pittsburgh Steelers look great, smoked the Giants. Now, it is the Giants. It is the Giants, but you win. You win. You got to beat who you play, right? And they beat them. You play to win the game. That's it. And they beat them. So you've got... The Steelers with the win, you've got the Ravens with the win. You have one loss in the division already, and you have another division opponent coming up on Thursday. You got to win that game. It's a must-win game for Cleveland, no matter how you look at it. Like, you got to win your division games, and you already have one L on the season. Now, look, like, we could have looked at the schedule before the season started and said that this was a must-win game. Nobody really expected the Ravens to lose, but but Burrow did not look No one expected your boy either to almost win. Right. Burrow did not look terrible. And that was At against all. the Chargers team that's, that's pretty decent. They they were in the position to win the game if uh, that kicker guy didn't decide he was going to fake pull his, his calf muscle and shank it. So I, I, I'm not completely confident that the Browns are going to beat the Bengals on Thursday. I, I don't think I'm overreacting and saying that. It's no. not going to be a cakewalk. And on a short week. Pretty exciting game. <laughs> it's it's a it's a big game. I don't think I'm I don't think I'm exaggerating there. It's a it's a must win game and and more so than just obviously like like I said we could have looked at the schedule and said that this was a must win yeah. game, but more so than just getting a division win, starting the season with two division opponents. Yep, if Joe Burrow, I know you're going the with Cincinnati this. Bengals beat the Cleveland Browns on Thursday yep. Night Football. 
Mm-hmm. It is going to be mm-hmm. all hands on deck mm-hmm. yep. on the hype machine. Yep. For Baker Mayfield is not a starting quarterback in this league. Extravaganza. So right. that's side by side. You can't afford to lose this game. Just, no. just for morale purposes, no. if nothing yeah. else, like you need to win this division game buy for morale in. purposes, mm-hmm. buy-in, like you have to beat the Bengals on Thursday. And and, and I don't think it's being too dramatic to say nope. it's not a gimme game anymore. Like the Bengals, now they did lose an offensive lineman, which is not great, but it's not it's not a gimme game and I, I'm 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 concerned. I'm concerned. I have concerns. I have concerns. No, no, no game is a gimme game. The Battle of Ohio cannot be decided beforehand. That's for sure. But I th- this reminds me, Joy, of the moment where I saw for the first time, I think it was during the playoffs. I think you remember when Dame hit that shot against the Thunder with Russ? And I remember I loved Russ. I thought Russ was the most exciting, uh, uh, you know, pedal to the metal, you know, point guard in the league. And then I saw a good version of him right next to him in Damian Lillard. And I was like, "Uh oh, Russ, this is this is bad for you. This is Baker. Baker could be could be painted with a crazy Russ, Russ brush here. Uh, Russ Westbrook, not Wilson, you know. That yeah. was good, confusing, no, but I think, uh, he, like this I, is, I, you don't want that. You don't no, want this to go, you, no. You don't want this to go bad. And I, I see where you're going there. I would say that Russell Westbrook is significantly better than a Baker Mayfield comp, but I, I do see where you're going there. It's, it's not yeah, going to be good yeah. for Baker whatsoever if Joe Burrow comes in, number one overall pick, other team in the state, traditionally bad also, and comes in the second game in the league. And beats the Browns with Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry and Miles Garrett and Baker Mayfield and Odell Hunt and Nick Chubb. Like that's going to be a dramatic reaction, and it's going to be warranted. Like I I understand the situation in Cleveland is not all Baker's fault, and I don't put it all at Baker's feet. I put it at the feet of the owner in the front office because who can overcome that kind of dysfunction and that many personnel changes? No one. But unfortunately, that's like that's where the chips fell. And you just got to make it happen. And as the starting quarterback and the number one overall pick, that falls on you. So yep. I, I'm a big Baker fan. I I hope so, that that doesn't happen. But I, you know, being someone who knows how the sausage is made, that's going to be no good. No good Joy, for you. Joy, we're, and I'm, I'm, you know, feel free to push back on this, but we're coastal elites. And we are excited about Baker Mayfield. So if anyone wants the the him to succeed, it should be the Browns because he puts them in the headlines and makes them relevant. But once you're in the headlines, then everyone's watching you. <laughs> and if it goes bad, then everyone sees, and then you're never a starting quarterback ever again. So That's like, how it goes. and look, is- like I didn't buy into the whole commercial thing uh, last year, but when I saw his commercial this year, I was like. Oh, we're still doing. We're oh. Well, what's he? He's supposed to say no to the money. Yeah. They came up with another commercial. He's supposed to say, Nah, let's not shoot this one, y'all. I'm not playing well enough. I don't know. Yeah, you you, you actually that. you actually kind of do. Like I, I and listen, I'm not counting anybody's dollar rooskies right now, but yeah. he, I mean, you're you, you're making good money, dude. You're the number one overall pick in in the NFL. It's not like like. Dak Prescott just now started doing commercials. Like you, you have no, no. There's there's guys out there who have said like I did not do commercials 
right away because I Joy. did not want that kind of pressure. I'm not, I'm saying do whatever you want, but with doing Don't. those commercials, you put that kind of pressure on yourself. I didn't buy into it last year, but after the year that they had last year and all that talk, I couldn't hear enough about how good uh, Freddie Kitchens was, okay? You're, try, you're trying to make me eat this Freddie Kitchens sandwich all year last year, right? <laughs> and then now the first commercial I see is you trying to, uh, you know, another progressive commercial in the stadium. That's a, it's a lot. What? Optics um, matter. You don't like that? You're not enjoying this. You're not enjoying this Stefanski, Stefanski burger so far. Uh, it's, it's more like a Stefanski sushi roll. I, I don't. He's more like. Uh, he's okay. a little more sophisticated. Oh, maybe sushi. I think. Yeah. It's like a Stefanski. It's like a Stefanski turkey wrap. You know, it's like a Total. little healthy, yep. but like not really because it's actually low key a lot of carbs and calories. Because you get yep. the cheese and condiments and stuff, but like it, it, it's you know it's acceptable. It's an acceptable lunch, you know. And um, I don't know. I like the way that it looks and sounds. The Stefanski right. turkey wrap, you know, like with with the chillness and we're gonna go out there and prove ourselves and there's no talking and like right. that's the brand that the, that the Cleveland Browns should have always had. They should be yep. gritty and tough and blue collar and we don't talk about it. We just be about it. And don't worry about what we're going to be this year. We're going to show you what we're going to be this year. And just stop building up this enormous amount of pressure on yourself when you have proven nothing in this league in like the past 25 years. When was the last time? Yeah. I don't want to be too exaggerated. Uh, 2002, okay, was the last time they made the playoffs. So 18 years, you've been telling me how good you are. Just just go be good. At one point or another, you just have to go be good. So I do like that that yeah. is the approach that Kevin Stefanski has this year. Yeah. Whether or not it's actually going to work is a whole different story. That's why I think this game on Thursday is massive for the Browns. Dog pound. We'll see what they got. Hey, Donnie. What's going on? High key, low key this week. All right, high key. After four years under Mike D'Antoni, the Rockets could never break through that outer atmosphere of the Western Conference. And now he's gone. Low key, if a culture reset doesn't happen fast and distant, when it comes to title contention, I think it's going to be a long, long time till they're back. <laughs> Agree or disagree? <laughs> uh, I agree. I am. Look, I'm not someone who roots for people to lose their job, although we kind of knew this was coming because it was the end of his contract. And you usually don't have coaches coaching on, uh, you know, a dead year. You you extend yeah. them before that because then you're making decisions for right now instead of, you know, right now and the future because you have no plans on being there. Uh, I don't think that D'Antoni is the right coach for this situation. I don't know if he is a championship coach. I mean, he's never won a championship, and yeah. he keeps so getting filled. Well, well, yeah, he's not technically a championship coach, but, like, right. is he a coach that you bring in and you're like, yeah, we can win a championship with D'Antoni? I don't know. I don't think yeah. so. I don't think so anymore. I I, I don't know that, he's, that he has that in him, and, and I don't like – their style of play, like, I just, I never have. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to buy in really hard to the Rockets this year because of Westbrook, and I liked the way that they were playing in the bubble with the defense. It was interesting. It was different for them. They seemed uh, really, like, different, just motivated and uh, a little gritty. It was just a different kind of team. And then everything fell apart at the yeah. end. You know, you got Daniel House doing what he's doing, and, like, that's your sixth man. He's, you know, like, you, you could be out of here in, like, a week. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. a whole different conversation. But I just think it speaks to the culture there in Houston. I I, I don't like the way that – like, you know, I don't want to say this. 
it's just it's hard like it's hard to watch the Rockets and like truly enjoy them in the playoffs and that's when it matters like they're a great regular season team exactly and they're so fun to watch in the regular season and it just never translates to the postseason I don't know if it's just the way they're set up I don't know if it's D'Antoni but I'm ready to see, see something new in Houston and I don't want D'Antoni to go to the 76ers and do that to them either so I know he's going to get another job because he's already in the NBA coaching carousel. We know how that goes, but it might just be, you know, just one of those things where you, you transition to the front office or something. Like, I just don't know if he's the guy yeah, that's ever going to put you in a situation to win a championship. Right. And some organizations don't care about winning championships. Some organizations just want to be regular season uh, mm-hmm. teams. Like everybody doesn't. Yeah, get fans in the stands. And yeah. So maybe sell tickets. Maybe that's the situation. I don't think that that's the 76ers. Like, I imagine that being in Philly, you have higher aspirations than that. I know Philadelphia sports fans are not into that. So I don't know. I don't know where he ends up. I don't know what direction the Houston Rockets go in. But this was one we could see coming, and it's, it was the right move. All right. High key. Tom Brady's done. It's time for Philly to panic. And the Jaguars are legit. Low-key, after a mostly virtual offseason and no preseason games, the week one overreactions this year, they feel even more overreaction-y. Oh, yeah. The week one overreactions are are very dramatic. Uh, even from yeah. Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians saying that Tom Brady's going to come in with more grit and determination. Like, that's not really... Tom Brady's problem, his problem is he's 43 years old and he's with a new organization and new teammates that he has only been around for a month. But he's he's not really you don't really ever hear anyone say that Tom Brady isn't determined. That's not. Really no, important. not at all. Everyone's overreacting to everything. Gardner Minshew yeah. and the Jaguars are going to go 10 and six. No, I don't think anybody's saying that, but we're getting we're getting a little crazy. Philly is Philly's no reason to panic. All right. Washington's defense was going to be good. We didn't think they were going to be that good. And there are some things that you need to adjust. Like, everyone needs to learn something from week one. But I don't think there's anything right. to go too crazy about. Like, Aaron Rodgers, unbelievable week one. Definitely didn't see that performance coming. But it's yeah. still Aaron Rodgers. It's, you know, he's still Devontae Adams. I don't think the Vikings are nowhere. that bad. I don't think the Browns are as b- that bad. It, it, everything's going to, to even out. Just give it a couple weeks. We always overreact to week one. I do it too. Just kind of remember, like, let's, let's not cancel Tom Brady just yet. And let's not crown, yeah. you know, the, the Jags Super Bowl contenders. Let's all, let's all just take a deep breath, enjoy watching football, which was a great NFL Sunday. Uh, the oh, one man. thing, unfortunately, I think that we can all agree on is that the Lions are going to lion. I was going to say, there's no re- overreactions there. The Lions are doing what they normally do. So, like, the season's over. The sky's falling, as usual, though. So that's not an overreaction. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know I got love for Detroit, but... We made Mitchell Trubisky look amazing in that fourth quarter. Yeah, which, is, again, which is another another thing nobody needs to overreact to. It's, it's so much yeah. Trubisky. Everyone just calm down. All right, high key. The Washington football team sits atop the division after rallying to beat the Eagles on Sunday. Low key after the Cowboys and the Giants also took L's this week, is the battle for the NFC East shaping up to be another best of the worst type situation? Yeah, I think so. Uh, again, I don't want to get feels too like crazy about the Eagles, but – I mean, Washington is at the top of the NFC East in week one. Who saw that coming? Okay, nobody. Nobody saw nobody. that Nobody. No. Dwayne Haskins came out there. He looked, let looked pretty good. Let us see him come back. Looked pretty good. Yeah, I man. didn't know what to expect from Dwayne Haskins this year. Again, I'm not going to get crazy, but, like, the Giants look bleh. And that the running Cowboys, game. 
that like that's not how the game should have ended for the Cowboys either. Yeah, that sucks. The, the Eagles obviously got harassed by Washington's defense, but I, I just I just don't know, man. I just I don't I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Now the Cowboys have all these injuries. It's it's gonna be an interesting year in the NFC East and it shaped out to be that way very quickly. <laughs> like the expectations <laughs> that, was that I had for the Eagles and for the Cowboys have taken a significant step back. Uh, not an overreaction, just, you know, stuff happens. And yeah. Washington looked a lot better than I thought they were going to look. And shout out to Ron Rivera. He's done an amazing job with that team, despite having an insane offseason. There's always yes. one team that's got just some shit going on in the offseason. Last year, it was the Raiders. Last, last year, it was the Raiders. This year, it is the Washington it was Washington's turn team. It was their turn. There was a new story every day, it felt like. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, shout out to Ron Rivera doing all this while going through cancer treatments, um, getting an ID at halftime. Really yeah. un- unbelievable. But, yeah, the NFC is going to be interesting this year. Hey, T, what's going on in the Culture Report this week? Hey, Joyce. So Cardi B files for divorce from Offset after three years of marriage. Like, we know he cheated in the past and they got married, like, literally three months later. Well, apparently there's been rumors of more infidelity. And look, if this is accurate, Joy, a woman can only take so much. Like, no one deserves or needs to stay where infidelity is present. So good for her for filing. I mean, girl, ain't nothing like a peace of mind and being worried about whether or not your man is cheating on you. So Cardi will be fine. Oh yeah, Carter's gonna be fine. It's uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, so I can't speak to what's happening in their relationship. All I will say yeah. is, as usual, we get attached to couples <laughs> for no reason. Like you hear the news, you're like, oh my god, it's like your friend is getting divorced. Like, oh my god, girl, what happened? But like, we don't know. We don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, obviously, it was pretty much confirmed that there was some infidelity earlier in their relationship look celebrity relationships are really hard and sometimes that's just what goes down and who knows maybe that's it maybe they just grew apart I don't know it just feels like the end of an era it really does you know they were like they were like uh they're they're one of our rap couples you know what I mean like we got and really like exclusively a rap couple because Beyonce and Jay-Z are a music couple but they're not necessarily a rap couple you know so this is like actually kind of rare what they they had going on. It's kind of dramatic. <laughs> it's it's very dramatic. And I mean, we're also in a pandemic. A lot of people are spending time together. So I would assume it's going to be a lot of divorces. A lot of people realizing, hey, you ain't who I thought you was. But, so. you know, it, it's just kind of hard, though, in a pandemic, too, because like you don't actually spend this much time together in real life. So if you're going through relationship issues, you may just want to put it on pause because when everything gets back to normal, you're not going to be up under each other like that, you know? It's just kind of a hard... You're really, like, examining what it's like to be retired together. <laughs> like, that's, that's really what you're going through in the pandemic. It's like Because it's not normal for people to spend this much time together. Well, well best of luck to both of them. Yes. You will, you will thrive, Cardi. We got your back. We sure do. So, Good Times animated series is coming to Netflix. Norman Lear... Seth MacFarlane and Steph Curry are executive producers. Enjoy. I'm really not sure how to feel about this. I mean, I didn't grow up watching Good Times. I mean, it was a little before my time, but, you know, I just, I say this all the time. Like, if you're going to do this, do it right. 
I mean, I would think that they would cast black people. Um, and I'm not trying to compare because I know the bar has been set with the show like the Boondocks, but like Aaron McGregor, like he did that. Um, Boondocks will forever be one of the best animated shows because it's relatable to the black community. So I feel like that if they are going to come out, well, when they come out with this um, with this series, I just hope that it's fun, funny, and relatable. Uh, I think with those producers, it will be Seth MacFarlane, Aaron Magruder, and Seth Curry is or Seth Curry is producing it, right? His, Seth, I mean, yes. that, that's a that's a powerful trio of people to be working on a show. And I mean, Seth MacFarlane obviously does animated series at the highest level. Uh, Magruder and the Boondocks. Boondocks is one of my favorite shows of all time. Unbelievable show. Still holds up today. So was just watching some episodes a couple weeks ago. It's still great. So, yeah, I'm really excited for this. And now, if it was just a regular remake, I might be a little more skeptical because it's just it's it's a legendary show. But to do it as an animated show, that's some that's a twist that I'm interested in, and I think with those people behind it, it's really going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. Nice. Yeah, I talked to my friend about it and she she grew up watching Good Times, so she's excited. She's like, "I would totally watch the series." Yeah. No, it's going to be so, great. It, it's got they've got the right yeah. people working on it. So, um, girl, I feel like I say this every week, but every time there's like a versus battle, I always say this is the best one. But Patty versus Gladys was amazing. Probably my favorite one. I feel like we had two legends in the same room and you can feel the love between these two women. I just love their vibe. They are real friends in real life. And um, you, I love to see it. I mean, you can definitely, like I said, feel their energy. Patty was an entire mood. She kept saying, I forgot my lyrics. Make sure they're on the screen, kicking the shoes off. She was doing this like flapping with her arms. <laughs> She was an entire mood. My grandma would play Gladys and Patty growing up. So for me, it just brought back a lot of like childhood memories. So I, I totally enjoyed it. First of all, I need a sequin suit immediately. <laughs> immediately. They both look <laughs> amazing. What a vibe. I mean, it was just like hanging with your, your tipsy aunties. You know, just going through their old songs, enjoying themselves, enjoying each other. It's all love and fun. It was spectacular. I mean, we knew it was going to be great. These are legends. They've been doing this for like 60 years at the highest level. So they're not just respected in the industry. They're they're legends. So this was this was really great. Like the verses. I thought that everybody who does a versus isn't a legend, but these two are in like a different category. This is like mm-hmm. old school, not even your mama. It's like your mama's mama appreciates this music and it just carries through generations. When you're making generational music, you're in a different space. So, and that's not disrespect to any of the other artists who have done verses, obviously, but this one we knew was going to be special. Like, it, it had to be and it was everything that it was billed to be I loved it I mean just it's a, it was an absolute vibe I have to I'm getting a sequence too I'm getting one <laughs> I, I may have to get one too <laughs> that was fabulous they looked great yeah they they really did um so keeping up with the Kardashians is coming to an end after 20 seasons you know I I've, I think I watched it off and on until Courtney gave birth to Mason. So that may have been season six-ish or seven. Um, but whether you like the show or not, I feel like that it's been super successful, obviously. It has launched so many different careers. Um, Christian has said in an interview with Ryan Seacrest that 
now seems like the best time to end the show and um, think about what's next for them. And it's like, regardless of what they do, I mean, they're set for life. So I did wonder, like, are the numbers even there anymore? Because I don't really know anybody that watches this show. Uh, Plus, we're in a pandemic, so a lot of shows are ending anyway. And um, I'd imagine E can't probably afford to pay them. No shade. But Charlamagne just said it perfectly. Um, How do you pay a billionaire? It's like Kylie's a billionaire. And I mean, they, we obviously know that they don't need reality TV. Well, I think that's kind of part of it, right? Like when they started the show, it was, uh, you know, it was a different era. Reality TV was like huge and you had the Hills and you had, you know, Paris and Nikki and Real World and Jersey Shore. Like it was at the height of reality television like that's what everyone was watching well now everybody's watching netflix and everybody's watching hulu and hbo max and you know apple plus like the the, it's just shifted how we consume tv and we like to binge and there's youtube now and instagram like there's so many more distractions so keeping up with the kardashians isn't like at the top of everyone's list of to do (laughs) so it's not surprising that the show is ending and all things come to an end so this is this is a good transition point for them to get out of reality television now what they do next i mean who knows whatever whatever you feel about the kardashians keeping up with the kardashians was a uh the, the the genesis of their success like the reason anyone cares about kylie jenner's lips is because of keeping up with the kardashians so they've shaped a I can't even say American culture. They've shaped the culture of the world, like how we deal with celebrities, how we respect celebrities and their privacy. And like, they've had a major influence on everyone's lives, whether you wanted them to or not. Like a Kardashian society is essentially what we live in right now. And I'm not a hater. I've never hated the Kardashians. I feel like they just did what what we all made available to them. And by we, I don't mean me because I never watched the show and I never bought any other products. So I am I am immune <laughs> from whatever was <laughs> was shopped out there. And and it wasn't like out of principle. Like I just don't I don't really enjoy watching other people live their lives. Like I have stuff to do and things I like to accomplish. No diss to anybody who watched the show, obviously, but like that's just not my thing. If I'm gonna watch reality TV, I need it to be trash. Like I wanna watch <laughs> Rock of Love. I want to watch Flavor of Love. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to watch just madness that I feel like I'm never going to participate in. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, respect to the Kardashians and everything that they've done. I've never hated on them. I think that, you know, they just, people watched. So they kept doing what they do as, as anyone else would do. Like, if you think you're morally above what the Kardashians uh, are created or have done. You're not like just, it's again, like some of you, very few, very, very few of you are, but most people would definitely take the opportunity to be super, 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 super duper, duper rich. If it came along with being all of those supers and dupers famous, which, which comes with a lot constant public scrutiny and everything else that they have uh, have to deal with, because that's, that's the deal they made being that famous and that rich. So I'm cool with the with the show going away because I never watched the show to begin with, but um, it's definitely it's definitely been an era of our society, and it's definitely played a major role in shaping social media and celebrities and privacy and uh, lots lots of other things, beauty products, uh, just just a lot, sex tapes, 
Lots of stuff. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week on the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. Make sure you follow us on YouTube. Go subscribe and follow us on our social media pages at Maybe I'm Crazy Pod. And you can listen to the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartMedia app, and Apple Podcasts. Forgot that one there. Um, shout out to the Maybe I'm Crazy Fantasy Football League. I did not do well in any of my fantasy football leagues this week. Took an L in all of them. It's very, very discouraging, but hopefully we'll bounce back week next week. You don't care how I did in fantasy, but uh, I care how you do in fantasy. So tweet me at Joy Taylor Talks and have a great week. Thanks for joining us. Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. Oh.